It's 5 o'clock in pirate country, and it's time to get pumped up with the P-Man. Hit the road. 94.3 The Game is going to get you home, and the P-Man's not holding back. Yes! Yes! Pirates win! Pirates win! Bring on the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Holy mackerel! Oh, my goodness! The flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Uh, already the 30th of... August, wow. And uh, we're running and rocking and rolling. Uh, we're excited to have you with us. Uh, Doug Martin just texted me. We're going to have him on later in the week. Welcome in, everybody. What a day today. Uh, a ton of things going on. Uh, and it is the triumphant return of Ben B-Baby Byram after what seems like about a month. Hey, Ben. I'm glad to be back. I missed the South. Things you are right were, down uh, here. You were in Seattle for or that general airy Seattle for about a week and a half. It seemed like yeah, it was a long yeah. time. It was a long time. It was a hard adjustment. You know, they don't, uh, I don't know. It's, it's hard for a, for a Southern kid to fit in over there in Seattle. It was well, time for me to go brothers up there. Isn't he? He's doing all right. He's yeah. doing, yeah, he was doing all right. But I mean, I don't know. He's been there for a good couple of months now. He's got pretty acclimated to the, uh, to the well, area. He's also not just hanging out he's got other things that he's yeah he's got to work and whatnot so right work and worry about defending the country and all of that so fighting the good fight fighting the good fight uh so welcome back to ben i i would love to hear kind of your some things but we might have to save that for tomorrow because we've got so much to get to today that's fine um, there's almost too much to talk about uh, yeah. when it comes to sports today especially when it comes yeah. to ecu yeah, yeah, it really is a lot. And then uh, uh, Cookie's here. I don't know why, but Cookie's here. <laughs> He's here. Woo! There we go. He says the la the, the last Ric Flair pay-per-view is the greatest match he's ever seen. I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, Gives I'm you an idea of uh, what, what this guy's like. No, I mean, look, every time I think Cookie has turned the corridor – a corner and, and somewhat normal. He he said something that just makes him. He's kind of a psychopath. He's, he's kind of a, a little bit case. of a psycho yeah. nut. He's a little bit of a, a, a nut. He it's belongs a in a in a medical facility in an institution. <laughs> I, I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go that far, Ben. I'm a little under the weather still, so I don't don't that, make me laugh. That was a wrestling reference. You know, they don't say hospital. Oh, they say medical facility. Medical facility. Yeah. yeah. There you go. That yeah. was, that one's for you, Cookie. Cookies. Cookie. Something else. Um. He's curled so, up in the yeah, corner, uh, rocking back and forth right now. He's I'm sure he out. is. Uh, the gang is all here. It's great to have them with us. We've got uh, 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 Houston, the return of the Houston Huddle, by golly. And uh, we'll have that segment for you in just a minute. We're not going to uh, dilly-dally here and go uh, uh, long because we're going to have uh, that here. And uh, that'll be... Uh, That'll be coming up in just a little bit. That uh, the the Houston Huddle this year, instead of being an exclusive one on one with uh, the great P Man, uh, now is something that we do on the mornings on Talk of the Town every Tuesday. And so the Big N and I will uh, be uh, 
tag teaming the interview with Coach Houston. This is a pretty fun one this morning. Uh, Hope Springs Eternal, of course, before the season opener. Uh, a few things that were announced today, and we'll start on the ECU side of uh, things. Uh, Keaton Mitchell listed as the number one kickoff returner, followed by C.J. Johnson, then Marlon Gunn, who uh, Coach is real high on. Malik Fleming is listed as the punt returner on the two deep. Uh, C.J. Johnson is an inside starting inside receiver. And then left tackle says Eiler, uh, Justin Red or Bailey um, Malovic. So no official starter. It's an either or situation there with Red and Malovic. Um, big announcement today, a huge gift, the third largest gift ever committed to ECU Athletics, and it was given by the Clark family. John Gilbert spoke on that earlier today. We just put out a release on uh, the Clark family, uh, just made a uh, $2 million investment into ECU Athletics, and really just speaks volumes to me about uh, Bill, Hunter, Heath, uh, uh, Lance and, and the investment and the things that they're doing uh, for this university and this athletic department. It really was transformational for me in that uh, if you look at Bill Clark Holmes and you know we could go back to the tickets that they bought for the South Carolina game, uh, we could go to the investment that they made uh, on the military bowl uh, you know, th this gift today w was largely driven uh, by the sons, by Hunter, Heath, and Lance. Uh, you know, certainly Bill played a part in all of this as well, but, but the boys uh, were very instrumental in that, so extremely thankful for them. So there was also a fundraising golf tournament this weekend that Harold Varner was going to be a part of, but uh, HV3 is not. Uh, because uh, what we have reported really since the weekend has come to fruition, uh, and that is uh, Harold Varner announcing today uh, that he is going to join the Live Golf Tour. Uh, in a statement, Harold writes, I've joined Live, the Live Golf Tour. The PGA Tour has been a life changer. It's given me, an ordinary kid from rural Gastonia, North Carolina, the opportunity to make something out of my life. From my fellow players to the volunteers, to the tour employees, to the fans, it's been nothing but love. These people, they mean the world to me. Always have, always will. And uh, Harold cited the fact that he's become a father. He's built his HV3 foundation. And uh, he says basically that the opportunity to join Live is simply too good of a financial breakthrough for him to pass up. Now, I've heard two different things. One, kind of on the hazard net, the local uh, number that's being tossed around. And then I, I've actually heard a larger number from uh, a couple golf people independent of one another. Uh, point is, it is a lot of money. And uh, he said the money is going to ensure that my kid and future Varners will have a solid base to start on and a life I could only dreamt about growing up. Uh, so, and, and this will allow him to do some more things with his foundation. And that'll be the case there. And uh, Harold will take this money and take this uh, time, because he'll have a lot of extra time, let's face it, to grow the game.
And look, Harold has, uh, I mean, th th these are not, this is not an opinion. This is not, this is a fact. Harold has not, uh, it, it, Harold has not won on the PGA Tour. He just hasn't. And with the young talent that's coming up, I, I think it would be incredibly, I mean, Harold hit a hell of a year and he's a top 40 guy. Now this might be a deal where he, may never play in another major again because if he falls as precipitously as some guys have in the world golf rankings, who knows? But um, I, I've, I've been consistent with this all along. And Ben, I mean, we've been doing this show together for how many years now? Three years? Uh, we're going on four, I believe. I think I'm going on my fourth year. Okay. So you've started your fourth year Yep, is what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, over three years you've been on the show. Yep. When it comes to these issues of social commentary on sports, I'm pretty consistent with all of it because there's a lot of hypocrisy in, in that. Well, most of the time, I think you prefer to keep it out no matter what side yeah, of the I mean, I, you're well, on. Yeah. I'd rather do that, but I mean, you just, you can't. Sometimes you can't, you can't ignore it. You have to comment on it just because it becomes so well, in your face. And, and here's the reality. Um, I'm qualified to talk sports. I'm qualified to talk news. I've been in both for you have the credentials. Century. I got the credentials. And so, I mean, I, I could do it with, uh, you know, a level of intelligence. Um, the guy and all of these people who've taken this money, it's life altering money. And if you can honestly say you would not regard, because if you, why are we relying on the golfers to make a stand when our own government does business with the Saudis? You, how do you root for Le Beijing when he's and other guys, the great late great Kobe Bryant even took money from China by the Brinks truck, and you you won't find a more deplorable human rights regime than China. So I just, I have no time for the people that are coming down on Herald on this. He is going to be able to play less golf for a ton more money and can even earn some more money. So I, I have no issue with this. And I, and, and I look, I'm not saying your opinion of, of this is wrong. You're certainly entitled to it. And I don't necessarily have to like where the money's coming from, but I mean, you can't, if you're, if you're calling this blood money as, as some have on social media and all that today, and it probably is to some degree, but I mean, you, you also are just being naive, especially when you're rooting for NBA guys who go over there routinely to, to China or Russia and cash in more so other athletes going to Russia. You saw what happened to Brittany Grinder. So you can't, I will never begrudge anybody that is doing something to make a living. And, and it's just, it's been interesting today to see the response to, uh, this with, uh, with Harold. Well, yeah, uh, and it's, some of the, it's like, we always say you can't have it both ways. Either, and uh, that's you the, and that's the problem when when you're on the wrong side of the social argument on this. When you're trying to score clout points on social media, you you tell on yourself more often than not. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, you got to remain consistent, and yeah, people are not remaining consistent. There's just like you said, a lot of hypocrisy, 
uh, just in the way that people cover sports nowadays. I mean, it's yeah. becoming less and less about the sports and the game itself and more about the social and political aspect surrounding the sports that, in the grand scheme of things, doesn't really matter. At the end of the day, we care about the product and what we're seeing on TV as opposed to the background of it. And it, and if you don't like it, don't watch it. That's another consistent yeah. statement of mine. You don't like what I'm saying? Don't have to listen to this show. TV ratings go down. Chances are it's going to impact yeah. the sport or impact the league, and you know it might not be around much longer. Money might not be there. Well, the live thing's a little different because there is an unlimited supply of money. That is true. The Saudi money, I mean, they just, they just print money pretty much with that oil yeah. money. So the fact that it's on YouTube, and I, I hate to tell all you old heads this, they're the biggest aggregator of content on the planet, the biggest audience is YouTube. That's the biggest platform. Not a network, not Facebook, not Twitter, it's YouTube. So if they're on YouTube and they've got a fairly decent production value to it, people will see it. And, and the question is, will people watch now? Or will people who are all high and mighty with Harold today and his decision that he made for his family are going to not watch it and not support him now? Well, then if, if that's the case, they're just not doing their job. Because if you're a golf reporter that says you're not going to watch it or you're a golf reporter that's against it, at the end of the day, you're a golf well, reporter. I'm, you have to be an objective right. journalist and cover these things. If well, you're not that, doing that, that you're went, doing a disservice. That went out the window a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's uh, true, yeah. Panthers uh, made a trade for uh, LaVisca uh, Chenault, as we told you yesterday, from Jacksonville. As a result, they cut a couple of uh, receivers today. Ben, you follow this more closely than I ever dreamed of. Yep. Chenault uh, better than Kirkwood or uh, Keith Kirkwood or Derek Wright? Uh, I would say absolutely. I think this move is just kind of, you know, we talked about it a couple years ago when Curtis Samuel left. There was a major void missing in that offense. He added another dimension. Chenault is that type of receiver to where he could be play at the running back position. He could play at the wide receiver position. He's speedy. You could work him around the playbook, add some plays specifically for him. I think that move was purely just, a Samuel replacement type move, even though I don't understand bringing in another receiver and a stacked receiver room, he does add an added asset and another dimension to the offense. It makes sense in that aspect, even though I don't like the fact trading for another receiver this late when you already have an abundance or an embarrassment of riches at that position so far. Well, they let go of a couple guys, and yep. uh, that's the kind of thought that would be coming because they weren't going to carry seven receivers. Um Made a uh, cut of Deontay Brown, uh, Kenny Robinson, Justin Burris, and C.J. Saunders. Uh, P.J. Walker makes the roster. I don't think there's any surprise there. And then uh, Rahard Higgins. Rashard Higgins, yeah. That's Rashard Higgins. Guy, I don't yeah. see. Yeah, the, you know what this is? Pilkington writing right <laughs> I thought it was Rashard, and I said, well, you know what? I don't see an S. No, it's Rashard. Yeah, now that I've added it. It's all right. It's all right. Rashard Higgins is not a big name, but he is a Baker guy. Baker, he's one of the Baker's more favorable targets with Cleveland, even more so than Beckham, uh, out of all people. So, I mean, we'll see how that goes. He's got to stay on a roster. Um, it gets to a deal where do you keep Shaw Smith and Rashard Higgins on the on the roster, and if so, or do you deal those guys? I mean, it's going to get to a point now where you're going to have a lot of guys maybe possibly crying about not getting uh, not getting catches, not getting receptions. I think, especially when you got Baker Mayfield at quarterback, who's had that problem before in Cleveland. So. I expect some issues during the season, and uh, you throw Robbie Anderson into the mix, I think there's going to be some problems. And then um, <clears throat> the other uh, 
bit of news, just house cleaning here before we go to break. Uh, we've got the Mike Houston, Houston huddle coming up here in just a bit. Uh, comments from uh, Holt Nailers and Pirate players and uh, more from Coach Houston from the press conference today. Uh, I think we'll hold a lot of the Gilbert stuff till tomorrow maybe or Thursday, Ben, because I think some of that will still hold Thursday. Uh, oh, yeah, sure. And tomorrow we'll have uh, the chair of the ECU Board of Trustees, Scott Shook, in the studio. Uh, Greg Pierce from ECU Athletics later in the week. Doug Martin's going to be with us later in the week. Uh, AEW wrestler. We got some wrestling. Uh, we got it. We got a wrestler. Uh, AEW's got their pay per view this weekend, and uh, later in the week, uh, Daniel Garcia, one of their uh, young up and coming stars, will be on the show with us. So, uh, we got a lot to get to here. So, let's go ahead and uh, grab a break. Great to have Ben back. Cookie, Great don't fall asleep. You didn't sleep the other night, so don't, don't uh, sleep now. He's still rocking in the corner. He's freaking out. <laughs> he's tearing out what Harry has left. If we didn't love Cookie, we wouldn't give him such a hard time. <laughs> He, really, no, he's a good guy. Uh, we love cooking. All right, uh, back with the Houston Huddle on the other side. Huddle up. The Houston Huddle. Mike Houston's thoughts on this week's matchup and what's going on with the Pirate program right here on Pirate Game Day Countdown. Yeah, we are too. All right. Uh, well, that was the Pirate Game Day Countdown intro. Yeah, that's that's all we got. I, I guess we need to. Get ah, that. yeah. Well, you weren't here yesterday, and you know how it it's, goes. It's a mess. It's a mess. I, I screwed up. No, 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 I'm no, no. I mean, it's fine. The corner over there. Yeah, well, let's not do that. Hang on, I'm looking for my uh, piece of information here. Here it is. Uh, I'll send this to you, Ben. Thank you. Thank you. And, uh, all right, there we go. This is captivating radio, me sending an email I could have sent once we start the interview, I know. But I'm trying to see where the uh, sponsor list is for this. Uh, I know it is brought to you by uh, HealthWise Pharmacy. And uh, it is also brought to you uh, by... Uh, well, I'll, we'll give you the sponsors on the other side. This is this is not we're not we've been ragging on Cookie the whole time, and we weren't paying attention to doing the show. <laughs> that's right. basically what they, I mean. That's what I'll tell on ourselves there. There we go. That that's kind of what it is. It's we fun. should have had it together, Ben. He got the last of, laugh. He did in a way. Yeah. If you think about it, he really got uh, the last laugh. Uh, Healthwise Pharmacy of Greenville and. Uh, also, uh, our sponsor is uh, Vital Care of Greenville for the Houston Huddle. There, there we go. go. Vital Care. How can we forget? <sighs> what operation are we running here? Uh, Mike Houston on the Houston Huddle joining us today. And uh, we talked about the excitement surrounding uh, Pirate football and uh, the season opener against NC State. Yeah, we are too. You know, the kid, kids are excited, obviously. A lot of excitement around town and uh, a lot of excitement with our fan base and, uh, you know, a lot of reasons for that. You know, we've got a great uh, great first uh, game opponent in a uh, highly ranked NC State team. Uh, got a really good ECU uh, football team 
that's going to take the field Saturday. So it's going to be a, a great weekend. Well, Coach, uh, thanks for being with us uh, and uh, looking forward to talking to you. Now, th- th- unlike our normal Tuesday conversations, we're live, baby. This is a, a live yeah. chat with you here in the morning. So we're. <laughs> oh yeah, and 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 Henry's on here. So uh, you know, I gotta I know. be uh, I gotta be on guard a little bit. <laughs> yeah, well, no, no. You, this is this is this will be a lot of fun. You know, I, I, looking at this game, uh, Coach Houston, I, I kind of, uh, you know, as I as I really get into the study of this, it seems like the defenses on both sides could be really dictating a lot what happens. In other words, I, I think you've got two really top notch defenses, not only uh, in the state but probably in the country, squaring off against one another. It, it's that's going to be an interesting storyline in this game. Well, I think that's that's going to be a big piece of the game. I mean, obviously, we feel good about our group, uh, you know, returning the bulk of what uh, played last year and played at a pretty good level. But, uh, you know, on the other side of the ball, you know, NC State, you know, they're touting their defense as, you know, one of the top units in the entire country. You know, I've heard people throw out maybe the best defense in the nation. So uh, I think certainly you're going to see two very strong units on the field Saturday. With Devin Leary and Holt Naylor's two uh, explosive quarterbacks, two uh, savvy and, and productive quarterbacks, how do you see that matchup on Saturday? Well, I mean, Devin Leary comes into the year, the preseason ACC player of the year. Uh, you know, a lot of people are, are talking about him being a dark horse for the Heisman Trophy candidate. Uh, but uh, so obviously he's coming off a great year last year. I think 35 touchdowns, five interceptions, over 3,000 yards passing. Uh, he's got a, a ton of talent around him on that uh, on that offensive unit for NC State. So uh, we're certainly going to be tested by that on Saturday. And you know, on, on the on the positives for our our program, you know, Holt Naylor's is a fifth year senior. Uh, he has as much experience as probably anybody in the country. Uh, certainly, he had a great year for us last year, and I think he's he's worked very very hard uh, on himself physically and mentally. And I think he's playing as good as I've ever seen him play right now uh, going into this opener. Coach, you know, and, and you've said many times it starts up front in the trenches, both on offense and defense, but particularly with uh, the offensive lines, uh, the Pirates have as many as eight, maybe more guys that uh, could rotate in and be starters. There's a lot of versatility up front for ECU. So before I ask you a little bit about the NC State offensive line, I, I don't want to merge that together with ECU to give them short shrift because – You've got a lot of guys that uh, have logged a lot of moments uh, and a lot of snaps and a lot of plays, uh, and uh, this, I think, is a strength coming into uh, the 2022 season for ECU, and that might not have always been the case in your first uh, few years in Greenville. Well, it certainly hadn't been the case uh, you know, when I got here. Uh, it was probably the weakness of the program. And I think most, uh, most people that watched uh, the games would, would say that back then. Um, but, you know, we feel very good about our group. Uh, I think we have a very solid starting five. I think we have, you know, probably three other guys that I would consider, you know, starting caliber players that will, you know, they'll probably start at times throughout the year this year. I think we will rotate them in and out, uh, you know, without hesitation. So, you know, we feel very good about that group. And, you know, that's it's really the first time that I've felt like this coming into the season. Uh, now, you know, it's we got to stay healthy. Uh, but we have a, uh, a solid group up front. 
Coach, uh, the, um, the, the depth on your team could be the big difference in, in what we've seen in years past. I know last year, you, last night, you were talking about the, uh, the number of linemen that you've got um, now versus the first year you were here. You had guys that were playing all you know, the entire game on the defensive line, offensive line, and uh, now you've got guys you can run in and out of there. That's, that's got to be a, a big plus for you. Well, defensively, I, I think that's something we've tried to do everywhere I've been. And, you know, it was really, uh, again, it was another weakness of our program when I first got here. Uh, but we're, you know, we're going to play, you know, 11 guys up front on Saturday. Uh, and, you know, there's, they're all quality guys. And it's, uh, it's really become kind of the strength of our defense. Uh, you know, they all are big and athletic. Uh, but it's, you know, it's a group where if we can stay fresh, uh, then certainly we have the ability to go toe to toe with with anybody on our schedule. You, you mentioned uh, the receivers. I know you got C.J. Johnson back. Um, uh, it was interesting uh, that, that that you know he went through some tough times. But you say I heard you say last night on the radio show that he's come back. He's uh, he's matured and he acts like he wants to be here. So you got C.J. Johnson, and then you know in talking to Holton Aylers earlier. He says this new kid that transferred in from Toledo, Isaiah Winstead, will throw, will catch anything you throw near him. So, and I know you mentioned he was at Norfolk. Did he play for uh, for Latrell Scott, who's now on your staff yeah. at Norfolk State? Yes, he did. So you got he, y'all y'all knew about him before he went to Toledo, but he was all Mac at Toledo. I mean, um, uh, you got to feel pretty good about your receivers, even though you lost Tyler Sneed last year. Yeah, we we feel good about the group. Um, you know, the the one thing that we you know, haven't seen yet is them in live game action playing together. Uh, you know, certainly Isaiah has been very successful at the at the collegiate level at multiple stops, and uh, he's come in and looked exactly like the player we we thought he would. Uh, you know, from film last year at Toledo. So, uh, you know, just you know, he and Jalen Johnson and and CJ and Ryan and Shane. You know, just kind of working all together with Holton. Uh, you know, that's what I'm looking forward to seeing on Saturday. We've got uh, Coach Mike Houston with us uh, here, ECU and NC State coming up this uh, weekend, and it is uh, going to be uh, electric inside of Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. Undoubtedly, uh, it is. It's going to be uh, probably one of the biggest uh, big game environments uh, in, in Dowdy Ficklin in a number of years. Uh, of course, I say that, and then Coach, I think it's a carryover a little bit of last year, the last game, great crowd for a post Thanksgiving crowd against Cincinnati. And a game that uh, ECU was right there uh, in for for much of that contest. So that was maybe the beginning of this uh, uh, kind of uh, resurgence in the interest in the program. I, I think that was uh, the game, even though it didn't, the result wasn't where we wanted it to be. Uh, that was the game that I think really sort of solidified. Okay, this is a legitimate program yet again in, in college football. And as you've gone from that date to this point. Uh, and you've talked to fans. Uh, I guess you feel kind of the palpable excitement. It's looking like it's trending towards a sellout, and that's got to be something that amps you guys up because it is the season opener, but it's also a huge, huge game environment that uh, you'll have at home on Saturday. Well, it's you know it, it, it's it's one of the reasons that I uh, wanted to come to East Carolina is because you know football matters here, and uh, we have a passionate fan base. We're very fortunate to have that, and you know some of that was lost. Uh, you know. Uh, over the last, uh, you know, middle of the mid-2010s. And uh, so I think, you know, most people feel like, you know, kind of, you know, the, the football program's back. And, you know, certainly we've got, you know, 
a challenging schedule. We've got, uh, you know, the I think the toughest ranked schedule in the AAC this year, and I think second toughest in all of the non-power five. So it's it's going to be a challenging slate, but we have a very good football team, and uh, you know, it's going to be a, a team that's going to show up on game day. Uh, and I think, you know, when when I talked to the you know ticket office last night, and it's it's they're they're telling me that. Uh, you know, there's not many tickets going to be left by the end of the week. It's it is trending towards a sellout on Saturday. You know, that's that's exciting. That's exciting for all of us. That's exciting for uh, our our players. It's exciting for our, our staff. It's exciting for our university. I think it's exciting for the city of Greenville. Uh, and it's it's going to be a great environment on Saturday. And you know, I've been trying to biggest thing I've been trying to do is just you know prepare our players for that because you know I always I push our kids to play with a lot of emotion. Uh, now there's a fine line, and in an environment like that, you know you got to be able to control your emotions because it's going to be it's going to be electric, and our kids are going to feed off that. And uh, so I just it, we're all looking forward to it. Uh, we got to make sure we find some way to get some sleep between now and then. Uh, but certainly, it's going to be a big weekend for a lot of people this Saturday. Coach, is Coach, there? Uh, is there, Let me ask this ahead, one Henry. question, Patrick, real fast. Uh, while we're talking about the size of the crowd, is there a little sense of personal satisfaction for you i remember the press conference when you were announced as the head coach here and you talked about the uh, years where the stadium was full and and uh, the football uh, program created excitement throughout eastern north carolina and all throughout north carolina and it was widely uh, expected that east carolina could play with anybody especially if they came here uh, but you, you know, when you got here, let's not forget that you know we were uh, the, the program was was in the darkest days that I think it's seen. So, and and you've been a I've said this from the beginning. You've been a winner everywhere you've been. You clearly know what you're doing. You clearly know how to build a football program. Is there a little sense of personal pride for you that we're going to probably have fifty thousand screaming crazy fans in there on Saturday? Well, I think the I think the biggest thing for me is I'm just I'm excited for uh, the program. I'm excited for our fan base. Um, you know, this there's there's no there's no reason the program should have been where it was. And uh, this is a great institution. Uh, this is a special place. Um, I, I'm fortunate that uh, you know my family and I get to be a part of it. And uh, so I'm just I'm excited for Pirate Nation. Uh, you know, to be able to have that big game environment again and. I'm excited for the players. Um, you know, there's a handful of players that were on the field in Raleigh at the end of 2018, a couple of days before I took the job, and uh, you know that was a pretty uh, that was probably as dark a day as there has been for ECU yeah. football. And uh, a lot of those kids were on that field, uh, and and those players will will take the field Saturday as you know fifth year seniors. And uh, so for them, uh, I'm excited for them. I'm excited for them to be able to experience this and. Uh, you know, we've got a tall test now. I mean, they're a good football team and maybe the best team in the ACC. So it's it's not like we're playing uh, the same team that they played in 2018. But, you know, certainly our program's uh, light years from where it was then, and, and I'm, I'm excited for the matchup. All right, Patrick, we've got like a minute left, so take us home. <laughs> yeah, I, I, Coach, I think the thing to ask would be, uh, well, two things real quick. Time of the Pirate Walk uh, for fans, because we're going to have a lot of fans at this game that maybe – haven't been to a game in a while. Uh, Pirate Walk begins at what time? Not 9.30 a.m. It's two two and a half hours before kickoff. So 9.30 a.m. is the Pirate Walk. And uh, 7 a.m. is when the uh, tailgating opens. 
So uh, some, you got to find find some mimosas and uh, something else to get everybody charged <laughs> up and going. But uh, at nine thirty, the kids will come walking through, and I'll tell you, we got some uh, we got some pretty big time recruits on campus. Uh, several of them are going to be there for that pirate walk, and I've been telling them what Pirate Nation looks like. So uh, I look forward to them getting to experience that with us. I'll give you a hundred. I'll give you a hundred dollars if during the pirate walk you just kind of veer off and head over to Scott Shook's tent and drink a mimosa. <laughs> <laughs> not not before the game. Not before the game. <laughs> but look, it won't be a mimosa if you're going to Shook's tailgate. I can promise no, probably you not. It might be something else. Yeah. Yeah. It'll probably be something else. I really appreciate you guys and uh appreciate your support since I took this job and, and yeah. certainly Henry, you and your family have been uh, very good to Amanda and I and just uh looking forward to this weekend. Go Pirates. Yeah, we love you, coach. Good luck this weekend and uh go beat Thank them. you, Mike. Appreciate it. Mike Houston. Great to have uh, Coach with us uh, today, and that'll be every Tuesday morning. Uh, We would tape an interview with uh, Coach kind of one-on-one, but uh, now that I'm on the morning show with Talk of the Town, uh, that's a live interview that Henry and I do with Coach, and uh, looking forward to bringing that to you uh, all season long uh, as far as uh, ECU uh, coverage goes. And we'll have, uh, uh, like today, either all of the interview uh, on uh, our show here or uh, excerpts from the interview. It'll just kind of depend uh, each day uh, and what is going on. And it's certainly an incredibly busy sports day today. And uh, it is uh, something that Ben's going to update us on in just a moment here. But uh, today's Houston Huddle is brought to you by our friends at HealthWise Pharmacy in Greenville and also Vital Care of Greenville. All right. Uh, right now, Ben B-Baby Byram with a 94-3 The Game sports update. It is uh, brought to you by our friends at QC Kinetics. More on them in a bit. But right now, Ben, he's back, and he's got a 94-3 The Game Sports Flash Pirate Report update. Ben? Thanks, Patrick. As we gear up for a rivalry matchup in Daddy Ficklin Stadium this Saturday against the NC State Wolfpack, Pirate football head coach Mike Houston held his weekly press conference earlier today. A couple of players in attendance speaking to the media. Quarterback Holt Ehlers ahead of his final year talked about what has changed about the program since the last time they played the Wolfpack back in 2019. They kicked our tail. Um, it's the program where it was at the time when we played them is not the program that it is now. Um, so we're excited to go out there and show that this program has changed and this program, this city has changed. Um, so we're excited to go out there and, and play them and kind of show them that. Current odds for that matchup have the Pirates as 10-point underdogs. Be sure to check out our live pregame coverage with Bushlight's Pirate Game Day Countdown with Patrick Johnson and ECU legend Terrence Copper and 9 o'clock Saturday morning live from Daddy Ficklin Stadium. Meanwhile, the Clark family has invested $2 million into the Pirate Club and ECU Athletics. ECU alum Harold Varner III is leaving the PGA Tour to join Live Golf. In a statement released on Twitter by Varner, he says that it was the best decision for his family and that he's thankful for the PGA. The Carolina Panthers have made their 53-man roster cuts ahead of the season and some notable guys no longer on the roster include receivers Keith Kirkwood, Brandon Zilstra, and Derek Wright. Defensive end Daryl Johnson, who they traded for from the Bills last season. Former starting safety Justin Burris, tight end Colin Thompson, and former Alabama offensive lineman Deontay Brown. And the Panthers are staying active on the market as they traded for Jaguars wide receiver running back hybrid LaVisca Chenault, giving up a 2023 seventh round pick and 2024 sixth round pick. They also shipped off offensive lineman Dennis Daly to the top Titans exchange for a 2024 fifth round pick. Daly started 21 games for the Panthers at tackle and guard. Wrapping up, the Charlotte Hornets are looking for backup point guard help. A lot of veteran notable names on the radar for the Swarm. Isaiah Thomas, who was on the team last year on the radar. Alfred Payton coming from the Suns. 
and the Pistons are expected to release Hornets' great Kimball Walker, sparking reunion, reunion talks. That's going to do it for your 94th of the game sports update. I'm Ben Byron Moore from the P-Mail on the other side of this quick timeout here on the Patrick Johnson Show. We'd appreciate it if anyone hearing this broadcast would communicate with us. And now, Patrick Johnson with today's Pirate Report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. Brought to you by QC Kinetics. Joint pain still bothering you as football season's about to get underway. Well, you can get real lasting relief from chronic pain now in your knees, back, shoulder, and hips. QC Kinetics, regenerative treatments, no drugs, no downtime, no surgery. Healing properties from your own body to restore and repair damaged joint tissue. Call them today in Greenville for a free consultation, 252-765-PAIN. QC Kinetics, 252-765-PAIN. That's 252-765-PAIN. They bring you today's uh, Pirate Report. Uh, Let's start with Coach Houston when he was asked about why this was such a great preseason camp. You've got an experienced team. You know, you've got a a bunch of guys that, uh, you know, a lot of them have been been with me for, you know, at least three years. Uh, Some of them are entering their fourth year. Uh, with us, and so you have a lot of experience. Uh, you have guys that, uh, yeah, I think we've improved the roster athletically and ability-wise. Uh, so you just uh, there's so many positive things going on. We have you know great culture. The the kids work hard. It's just been a very enjoyable group. And Coach Houston, let's move to cut four here, Ben. This was his opening statement on uh, during today's press conference. All right, how's everybody doing? Good. Um, Game week's finally here, so uh, a lot of excitement, uh, a lot of excitement around town. Uh, You can feel the buzz around Greenville. Uh, You can certainly feel the buzz around uh, campus uh, and within our uh, locker room and uh, meeting rooms. So, uh, you know, a lot of hard work's went into uh, getting to this game week and, uh, you know, getting the program to where it is as we start the season. So, uh, obviously, a uh, challenging matchup in the opener with a uh, highly ranked NC State team. I think it's highest ranked uh, NC State team preseason in school history. Uh, and obviously there's a reason for that. Uh, you know, Coach Doran's done a great job developing that roster there and they had a great year last year. Uh, a bulk of their team coming back, uh, one of the top quarterbacks in the country, uh, one of the top defenses in the country. So uh, it's gonna be a challenging matchup, but uh, one that we're really excited about. Uh, excited about the response uh, that Pirate Nation has had since I got here and uh, you know, we talked about this, uh, you know, when I was hired, you know, getting, uh, getting the program back to where, you know, this is, uh, this is what we expect on game days. So it's uh, good to see kind of that uh, come to reality, and I'm, I'm excited for our fan base and our kids. Uh, Coach Houston, on uh, the challenges of facing the ACC preseason player of the year, Wolfpack quarterback Devin Leary. Well, you know, I think – First off, you know, just his decision-making to go along with his arm talent. You know, he's, he's got a very strong arm. He's a really good athlete. He runs very well, but he doesn't make, you know, a lot of big mistakes. You know, I think 35 touchdowns to five interceptions last year. So, uh, you know, he's, he's a, not only a talented athlete, but he's a really good quarterback. And, you know, when you look at a couple of guys we faced last year, whether it was uh, Grant Wells at Marshall, who I thought was one of the better quarterbacks we saw all year, or Desmond Ritter, who we saw – uh, you know, in the finale from Cincinnati, who was, you know, a pretty high high round draft pick. You know, I think he's he's kind of in that level as far as a player. And 
you know, you put that with all the weapons that he uh, has around him. They've done a great job with, you know, either development or transfers uh, and giving him a lot of uh, viable options uh, to go to. Uh, you know, it's going to be a great challenge on Saturday to defend him. And Coach Houston was asked, uh, what motivates him now? Not really. I mean, I, the thing that's that motivates me is, you know, I came here to do a job and uh, I came here because of what I knew the potential this this program could be, and uh, you know I, I, this fan base knew what it was from its passion. Uh, and what motivates me is is getting the program to where it is today. Uh, you know, for our players, uh, for our staff, for our university, for our fan base. Um, and yeah, there's a lot of history between these two teams that dates back, you know, long before I was here and long before I was, you know, even in coaching. Uh, so it, it's it's a game that uh, you know our fans are, are excited about. I'm sure their fans are too, uh, and it's you know our opening our opening game of the season. So it's it's a big one for a lot of reasons. And this is Mike Houston on how things have changed since the last meeting with NC State. Well, just there's there's not really a a good comparison. I mean, it's we were outmanned pretty badly on that day in 2019, and we kind of knew that going into the season. Uh, you know, just uh, you can only do so much in the six months. You got to kind of develop as much as you can what you have. Uh, but it, uh, you know, obviously it was a spotlight on where our program was at that time in comparison to uh, NC State's. Uh, now I think that uh, there's been a lot of work done in recruiting, uh, in development, in growth, um, and you know there's a handful of guys that were on that field. Uh, for that game in 2019 that, uh, you know, are going to be on the field Saturday. And just, you know, seeing how they've grown and seeing how the program's grown, you know, it's, it's a different program. Now, that being said, uh, I, th I think NC State's uh, program is a different program now too. You know, I think uh, they're arguably the best team in the ACC this year. You know, I've watched, I've watched a lot of ACC games this summer. You know, I've seen the bulk of the conference and what, what they had last year and what they got coming back, you know, as we prepared for NC State. And, uh, you know, they have to feel that they have a realistic chance of winning the conference championship. So I think it's, uh, like I said earlier, uh, you know, we've got a good football team. Uh, I have no, no doubt about that. Uh, we have a big challenge Saturday and one we're excited about. And uh, Mike Houston talked about controlling the emotions for the game. Well, I think that's, that's a big piece of it. And, you know, it's, uh, you know, fortunately we had, uh, you know, some pretty big moments last year to prepare for this. You know, certainly the Cincinnati game and the finale last year was, you know, pretty electric environment. Um, you know, the, the game in Charlotte against App last year, and that was one of the things coming out of that game that, uh, you know, after not playing in front of any fans with a bunch of freshmen in 2020, you know, a lot of them did not handle that very well. And uh, so it's something I've, I've been talking to the players about is, you know, our teams play with a lot of passion and emotion, uh, but you can't let your emotions control you. And certainly it's going to be electric at kickoff on Saturday in our stadium, uh, you know, they've got to focus in on playing the game one, one play at a time and uh, executing at a high level, uh, doing what they've been coached to do. And that's going to be a big key to it. That's going to be a big key for both, both teams. And I'm sure Coach Doran is, doing, is talking to his team about the same things. And certainly they've been in some big ball games and they've been in that environment in the past. But, you know, still it's, it, it's the opening game of the season. And so, you know, managing that uh, at kickoff in the first, uh, first, first beginning of the game is going to be a big piece Saturday. And from last night's Inside East Carolina Athletics with Coach Mike Houston radio show from Logan's Roadhouse, Coach talking about the 
a bevy of transfer receivers who have entered the program and how they've meshed with Holton Aylers. Really pleased with uh, how we've progressed uh, offensively at the receiver position throughout preseason camp. And, you know, I think that, uh, you know, you have some quality guys coming back. And uh, But, you know, um, Audie graduated. Uh, Tyler Sneed uh, moved on to the NFL. And, and I have got an update that, uh, I mean, it's looking pretty good that he's going to at least make the practice squad in Pittsburgh. Uh, so he's done very, very well this preseason. But, you know, you're replacing a lot of catches. You know, and that's uh, – I forget what the number was, but it's a, it's a pretty intimidating number of, of the stats that, uh, you know, we're not returning this year. So we knew we needed to address that. And uh, so we brought in Jalen and Isaiah and Jarrett Garner uh, during the off season to go along with the guys we have returning. And, and they've really meshed very, very well with Holton uh, and the other receivers during preseason camp. And I think that's, you know, that's probably the biggest thing is, you know, want to see that transition to game day. Uh, and Tyler Sneed was officially cut today by the uh, – released today by the Steelers. I think he'll latch on the practice squad, though. I mean, he really – Yeah, no, I, I think that that's obviously, I think, where he's headed. But uh, Coach mentioning that, we wanted to, to make mention of that. I, I don't know if Ben mentioned it during the update or not, uh, or if I'd mentioned it earlier, but uh, Sneed did not make uh, the Pittsburgh roster. But as you say, it does appear that he is going to be uh, headed towards the practice squad. So – um, the other thing that we, uh, have a ton of this, uh, with video clips and, uh, the quotes on Twitter, on social media. So you could check all of that out there, uh, and, uh, do it, uh, uh, right now on our social media, 943thegame.com and, uh, also, uh, at 943thegame on Twitter. All right, uh, a break, and then we will come back and wrap up the show for today. So, uh, stick and stay on the... Patrick Johnson Show. More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up. On your flagship home of Pirate Football. 94.3 The Game. Philip Pilkington here with your 94.3 The Game Pirate Report brought to you by our pirate partners, Moore's Old Time Barbecue Chicken and Seafood. Bring the whole family for great food. If it's not Moore's, it's less. Caripsy Restaurant in Emerald Isle. Exceptional steak, locally sourced seafood, and delicious signature cocktails. Fantastic Sam's Cut and Color. Eastern North Carolina's Fantastic Sam's are locally owned and operated to make you look great. Happy Game Week, everybody. It is finally here. East Carolina and NC State is just a few days away. It is really starting to feel like football season. And that is what Coach Mike Houston said last week, now that camp is over. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's that's why I, mean, I, was, I was so pleased. We talked about what we had to accomplish this week. I was so pleased with yesterday's practice. Um, and uh, it's just, you know, it's, it's getting more real. Uh, now, this time next week, it'll be real real. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's, they're excited about the first game of the regular season, and they're excited about the opponents. Thanks to Coach Houston today on the Houston Huddle, brought to you by HealthWise Pharmacy and Vital Care of Greenville. Uh, also, big thanks to uh, Ben Byron back today. Great to have him back. Ben, we'll get into more of your trip. You know. That's all right. It's it's a, nobody cares about my trip. We care about pirate football here. You know, we're getting ready for the football season. And um, Cookie, thanks to Cookie and Philip Ref Pilkington today. Those guys have uh, worked really hard here the last couple of weeks. All right, uh, ECU Chairman of the Board of Trustees Scott Shook will be with us in the studio tomorrow. 
Looking forward to that. And uh, we'll be back. Get you ready. Midweek edition. Patrick Johnson Show.